Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's Morphin Time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh, oh, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ring. It literally just said, like, Eric Berry has started the chat. It's Eric Berry has started the call. Weird. But it didn't even say that. It just, it just saw, like, a little text pop up. I was going to say, if it said it in a nice, soothing voice like that, you know, maybe meetings would be more productive for people. Right? I'd be here for it. Hello? Hello? <laughs> your meeting has started. Your meeting has begun. Please arrive at your leisure. <laughs> Is Zach here? I thought No. I, I'm gonna... I, he, I mean, he might be waiting for a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Zach? Hello. Oh, are we doing, cam- are we doing cameras? Hello? You don't have to. I just D- I Doug did, all, and, so. and I, I'll, I'll, I, I like his off when we record. I like I his. Do. I like his face. We, we love Doug's face. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour Extra, episode eighty-four. Rangers finally talk about new news. Recorded on February 20th, 2022. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. And I'm Doug, also known as Ikibuli. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Charles D., Chris P., Steve F., AJW, Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Tyler B., Tyler W., Charlie N., Craig M., Liz M., Mason M., Jason O., Kevin R., Steve R., Hassan A., Bo H., Leland D., Josh P., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash rangercommandph for all of the links related to Ranger Command Power Hour, as well as our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. My boys. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. You're much too good at being focused on reading what you're reading because I was dancing that whole time <laughs> trying to break you a little bit because I'm an agent of chaos, apparently. I I saw you in the periphery doing that and I'm like, soldier on. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. That's why I cracked a big smile in the middle of that because I was like. <laughs> oh, Doug's too good. Well, Doug, welcome back. A thank pleasure you. to have you on as always. Yeah, thank you for having me. I uh, I miss you all, and, uh, yeah. and I kind of had an idea of maybe what you all were talking about. And I'm normally behind on literally everything, but I think I'm safe here today. I think I can. I think yeah. I can pull it off. <laughs> I think you can. Just one thing I, I just wanted to address from a podcast standpoint, AP, our co-host, she is taking a bit of a hiatus from the podcast and not sure when she'll be back, but we wish her the best. Want everyone to know if you're not hearing her on the podcast uh, for a bit, just know she's still with the podcast. She's taking a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, she's taking a little sabbatical. We support her and appreciate her and we miss her and she'll be back when she comes back. And for now, we'll have rotating guest hosts. (laughs) Yeah, I want to get more people on the show anyway. And 
thankfully Doug was like, Hey, I want to talk about this thing that you guys are probably going to talk about. And I'm like, cool. So thank you for approaching. Me. Yeah. Honestly, most podcasts like don't go as long as Ranger Command does anyway. So like, honestly, the fact that it took this long for any anybody to be like, you know what? What if I just like take a break for a second? Like, it's honestly pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's true. And I mean, AP's had runs on, on the podcast before of not being on the show. Zach has had runs of like not being on the show for a while. It happens. We all have lives and I have the fortunate or unfortunate responsibility as a, as a host to be on literally every single episode. So I can't, I can't take a break unless I stop the show, which let me take over your show. <laughs> I need more. Doug. Doug. Doug is the Thanos of podcasts. He's just, just collecting, collecting them on his I'm gauntlet. almost at six. So if you want to just, just hand it over, you know, you can Doug, sleep. You, you, you can finally so, rest. You have so many podcasts, Doug. I, I do not know. I, I have trouble editing one on, on an every other week basis. I feel like you're editing like 20 different podcasts a week. Well, I get a lot of help. I do get a lot of help. But okay. I, I wouldn't be able to. I, I don't edit all of the podcast for novel gaming um, and most of our, our Patreon st- or uh, Yeah, probably most of our Patreon stuff over on Walloping Web Steppers. Derek actually edits. So. Oh, okay. That's um, good. So I, I don't want to leave them out of that uh, credit giving there for sure. Oh, sure. No, no, I... But I just feel like you're just like all day on a computer <laughs> surrounded by waveforms. And I, I feel oh, like in, that, uh-huh. that that's that's like your magical glyph in the Marvel universe. Like it's just waveforms, audio waveforms. It's just a bunch of waveforms that look like nonsense, but that I can read with my eyes. I don't even need to hear them. I know exactly what you're saying because I look at waveforms that much. I, but, I've, uh, I think I've said this before <laughs> on the podcast, but it is ridiculous to me that i can recognize my own ums mm-hmm. and verbal tics yeah i know exactly when i'm using filler <laughs> I know exactly oh yeah when i'm doing it <laughs> a- absolutely <laughs> but, yeah uh, it gets <laughs> but no i do i i am at this computer a whole lot but it it means i get to hang out with folks that i don't get to see otherwise yeah. uh so I'm I, I like it. If anyone has recommendations for gaming chairs that aren't the most expensive thing I've ever seen, though, that would be great because my butt is starting to hurt. Uh, uh, what, what's your budget? What, no, I'm serious. What's your budget for a gaming chair? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm lost. I'm so lost. I don't know what I'm doing. This chair. This is like an autonomous, and I just spent like when I I think I had when it was the government mm-hmm. money right at the start of the pandemic. It's an autonomous chair. Okay. And it's not like a, they don't market it as a gaming chair. It's just like a really nice office chair. Yeah. And so I've literally been sitting my ass in this chair for two years mm-hmm. and it's great. I'm going to take all the notes and any, <laughs> any yeah. notes anyone has, has for me. I will, I will take I, just, just lum- lumbar support is really important and just like a nice cushion. That's, so I shouldn't that's be sitting on a wooden chair right now as we do this. God. Is what you're saying? Oh, Probably God. not. God. At least put like one of those like purple like seat cushions or whatever on there. Yeah, it's got a cushion. It's got. A... Don't worry, okay. everybody. Don't worry, everybody. I know you're all worried for my buttocks, but they're okay so far. All right. So in January, like I talked with uh, the Supermassive team, and we had our anniversary, and this is that weird time in Power Rangers where from November to like January or kind of February where we're at now, 
where we just don't have a lot of news or anything to talk about. You know, we've been trying to fill the podcast with some good content and reviewing Dino Fury and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm just glad the news dropped when it did because we now have stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the title of <laughs> they, the episode. They really were like, news drought? Nah, we're done with that cycle. Let's let's kick things off. Let's go. February is the, is the month of all the news. Yeah, so first off, Dino Fury Season 2 premiering on Netflix March 3rd. This will be the first half of Season 2, so 11 episodes, debuting exclusively on Netflix in the U.S., and probably other territories. I haven't heard all of the details on like UK and all that stuff, but that's on March 3rd and it will premiere on Teletoon in Canada on March 5th, 2022. With villains new and old gathering against them, the Dino Fury Power Rangers are destined to face their greatest challenges yet in the latest installment of the series. And uh, season one introduced us to a brand new team of Power Rangers fueled by prehistoric power of the dinosaurs and recruited to deal with the threat of an army of powerful alien beings. The series will pick up right where season one left off with the fate of Void Knight and Santora revealed evil forces and influential villains will continue to disrupt the Dino Fury Rangers. Season two will also see Zato and Ion discovering more about Rafcon, their home planet, the development of new and existing relationships and the introduction of never before seen characters. Fans can look forward to the reveals of exciting new power-ups, including new Dino Boost keys. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I love that. The bulk of that was honestly about, story and character stuff yeah right yeah you know what i mean like it's the vast nice. majority of that big chunk of of text wasn't about i mean don't get me wrong dino boost keys hello new power-ups always cool uh or mostly most of the time cool sometimes we can be honest they're not that yeah. cool but i love that that's there but i love that most of that was literally just like we're going to continue exploring the things we've been doing and uh maybe then some <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoy this. And yeah, so Power Rangers tweeted about it, the official account on Twitter. They even said, may the power protect you, which uh, takes on a new meaning if you've been reading the comics. But <laughs> they did tweet out a video, which is the new intro. And I'm digging the new intro because they're doing like this cool split screen yeah. with uh, the characters on the cast. And it just looks really nice. Some brand new footage uh, from the season and uh, lots of really cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, I liked that split. I was surprised at how split people were on the split because I think it looks really nice. I think it looks really nice too. And um, funny enough, I've been illustrating Power Ranger helmets again, specifically uh, uh, Red Rangers. And this intro totally helps with my reference because they literally <laughs> have the helmets like zoom in split. I'm like, it's perfectly cut in half. That's exactly what I need as a reference to illustrate these. It's great. Oh, that's beautiful. The bit of the blurb that really got my attention I'm looking forward to is the development of new and existing relationships. Come on, that Amelia and Ollie ship. Let's go. We're riding that one to the moon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's gonna ride and die on that hill. Hell like, yeah, I am. I, so I know, I know that like Power Rangers is not new to shipping by any degree, right. but this season, like this cat, not the cast, the characters seem to be like incredibly. I, I don't even know what the words are. People really love to ship them. Am I mistaking that? No, like, I think it that's, seems that's, like there's a lot of different. That's fair. I mean, yeah, a lot there's... of different ship stuff going on with this one. <laughs> 
I'm not typically in that in that conversation, yeah. but I feel like I, I see a lot of it for Dino Fury, which is great. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I'm the same way, Doug. It's like I, I I'm not generally a shipper. I've never really been a shipper in the past, but the story between Amelia and Ollie, something about it just sparked my interest, and I was like, oh, they're adorable together. Yes, let's do that. More of that, please. I think it has to speak to the strength of the characters, right? Like that's got to be the reason yeah. why they're developed enough that you can kind of see their relationships, whether they're friendship or romantic, like actually playing out. You get the dimension. So maybe that's all the explanation is, really. Maybe. I kind of ship Zato and Amelia just because they they you, really kick off. You scum. You've started a war. <laughs> the shipping wars. No. I, like, Ranger Command has entered the shipping wars chat. <laughs> no, no, no. I can see the Ollie and Amelia. You've got the odd couple. Opposites attract. I mm-hmm. get all that. But... I don't know, just the chemistry between Amelia and, and Zato, I think, is is really nice. And maybe that's just a strong friendship, and we can call it at that. Which is also cool. Yeah, it's also cool. Just because I liked early on, and we talked about that, like the first season, I think it was like the second or third episode, where she just sits next to him at the tree, because he's like, you know, thinking about Rafcon, and she notices that he's kind of depressed, and she just reaches out to him. And I thought that was a really nice moment in a series of great moments for this series. It's good stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited too. And one of the things that also dropped that day, because Hasbro sent us like a press release for part of this, they also included some new toys. The Dino Night Morpher, which is actually available now, like it's on Amazon. Uh, This is kind of that claw thing that gets them into uh, the the Red Ranger into Dino Night mode. And I actually got this from Target. And um, it plays the theme song. It plays the battle music. It plays, like, actual good music from the show in this, like the battle music and the battle themes. It's a cool-looking toy. It's got all the lights and sounds. And, uh, yeah, it's available for $26.49. Like I said, I found it in Target. Uh, I haven't taken it out of the package, but I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I really dig it. I dig that it uses the morph sequence standby music in the toy. When I saw that in the video, I was like, yeah, I, I want that at some point. And uh, I was at my local Target and I saw, you know, it hanging there. And I was like, oh, let me, I want to play with the button and hear it play the music. And as I'm listening to the music looping, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. This, this is a demo, right? When does this end? Do I have to press the button again? And I kept cycling through the sounds. <laughs> and I felt super awkward because there was an employee there stocking toys. And she's just like, yeah, that goes on for a while, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I thought it would have ended by now. <laughs> uh, boy, I feel bad. She's like, yeah, I should stop. Uh you know, hopefully it doesn't like wear out the batteries. I'm like, oh god, please don't make that put that on me. Like, she's guilt tripping you. Super bad. <laughs> she's like, sir, can you not press every button in the aisle, please? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe she's waiting for it too because she's heard it so much. Oh, maybe yeah, you were doing maybe. her a favor. <laughs> and then I guess one that's going to be available uh, this August, so in the fall, and maybe that's a hint of when we'll get the second. Uh, round of of episodes but uh, we've got the dino fury mega fury saber and this is the saber that they use in the cockpit to initiate the final uh, battle strike and with these press pictures this thing is gigantic in that kid's hands i was gonna ask about that like do we have any other 
images or anything we can scale this with because it looks enormous. I don't know if that kid is tiny, if it's just editing or what, but it looks huge. So we don't have any sizing on the official uh, blurb for it, but I was on geek each week a couple days ago and I was on with Ranger Liz and she got, she has that beast morphers like saber, the electronic Mm -hmm. one. And she thinks it'll probably be around that size. And it's a decent size, even for an adult. It looks huge. It looks huge in this picture. The only point of reference is this dino morpher. And I mean, I, I have that. And that's about, I don't have it in this room, but that's about, it's about 10 or 11 inches. Hmm. Dang. The handle alone of this sword is probably almost the same size as that. Exactly. Wow. It's totally accurate to the show. Like, I I love the pattern of the little bolts that they have on their chest that's laid in, uh, in the sword. Uh, that was one of the things that I always liked in the real show prop. Like when they do a big close up of it, I just, I like the design of it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite weapon designs in the show is that saber. So getting a fairly decent sized version of it as a toy is, is very awesome. I would love to see it. If, if Zato goes into his dino night mode with this, because they show the kid playing with the morpher, I would love to see this show up outside of the cockpit in in his power-up mode. There's always these swords or these weapons in Power Rangers lately, you know, at least in the Saban, Neo-Saban and era. They never take anything outside the cockpit, like the exclusive stuff. Mm -hmm. There was that one time in in Samurai where he used the... Which was the best in the I was finale. Say, a he glorious had, time. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good shot when he had uh, the the samurai mega mode outside of the cockpit, like the samurai. They're cool designs. I, I'd like to see him use it outside the cockpit. But yeah, continuing with Dino Fury season two. Obviously, Simon Bennett is the producer uh, for this season, and surprisingly. Uh, he did answer some comments. So the first off, uh, no holiday specials. It's oh. still going to be 22 episodes. So I don't know how they're going to, uh, you know, they might have some more involved clip shows. And, you know, the last time that we didn't get uh, holiday specials was uh, Beast Morphers season two because they had like the the Olympics episode or the games and they did kind of like this uh, night, the nice uh, monster recap uh, or the villain recap. So I think it might be more like that where we'll get a couple special episodes. Mm-hmm. But that that was one thing. And then he said in regards to the theme song, because I think someone mentioned they were like, if we're on Netflix now and, and the runtime, you know, will we get an extended theme song? I don't know why people might have been expecting that, but he said adding more duration to opening titles would take more time away from story and 22 minutes is already tight. And two, the format has to work for international sales and 30 seconds is generally the standard duration for opening titles in commercial half hour episodes. And I would even say opening titles are almost a thing of the past Mm -hmm. for most shows. Yeah. Usually usually it's a title card. Right. I get why this would be the case, but I do think people maybe don't realize that th- for those shows that don't have a set 
episode length, those are a specific type of show that are, are commissioned and produced in a specific type of way for streaming, right? Like a lot of right. these shows also have to be, like he's saying, marketed elsewhere or consider the future of where their home might be. Uh, like, I don't think that a show that's existed for 20 however years, uh, almost 30 years, my gosh, that is just now going on Netflix is going to suddenly change that up because I don't think anybody is necessarily banking on it always being there or always being on streaming or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So it's got to fit into a number of different formats. And supposedly, I think uh, Beast Morphers season one is also leaving Netflix, which is pretty unfortunate because we never got a home video release for Beast Morphers, much to my disappointment, because I I did really like that series. Yeah. And I like physical media, so not sure where Beast Morphers is going to show up other than they may start putting it on their YouTube channel. I would hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no way to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily the preferred home, but I also have no opposition to it necessarily being there as long as there's a way to watch it. Exactly. And this was the most interesting comment because he said that season two was written at the same time as season one. There were no different requirements or expectations. And he's talking about like Netflix to, to Nickelodeon. From a writing and production point of view, seasons one and two were one big thing. Dino Fury was originally written as a 22-episode season. Then, when it became 44, additional episodes were written to plug the gaps, while the overall structure across the seasons remained the same. So if a few of the episodes seem like filler episodes, dot dot dot. And I know we we all have our problems with the term filler episodes. I just think if you're telling a good story, just tell the story. But the reason I found this so interesting and why it was originally 22 episodes was back in 2018, that's when they announced like that three-year extension for Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. And that's when we got Beast Morphers season one and two, and now Dino Fury season one. So I think this Netflix thing came like as they were producing the season and said, hey, Netflix picked us up for another season after our contract ends with Nickelodeon. So that kind of confirms a lot of things that fans have been speculating about for the past few years. Yeah, and I I hope that people see this with an optimistic mindset because I think there are mm-hmm. a couple things here that are like maybe worded in ways that people could twist in particular ways. I mean, one is sure. like you said, filler. I'm like, no, Simon, don't say filler. People, You're giving people an excuse to yeah, use that yeah, term yeah. in the wrong way. You know what I mean? But the other thing too is he's not saying that the second season is going to be full of filler. He's saying that this was one story and they plugged stuff in and there's yeah. no reason to assume we haven't already seen plenty of that. You know what I mean? They had story condensed, and then they added a little water to make it story soup. Yeah, exactly. And soup is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Like, like, okay, think of it. Think of it this way: they start out and they said, "Okay, Dino Fury is going to be a can of condensed chicken noodle soup. It's going to be packed full of flavor, packed full of story, packed full of goodness." And they said, "Oh, well, uh, we need enough soup to last for two years." Okay, somebody get the tap running. We're going to add a little bit of water to this and make it stretch. <laughs> so, well, and I think I think the thing that's nice about that as opposed to I, I can already hear a bunch of people being like, "Well, oh my gosh, they quote watered it down." But I don't think that's necessarily the case because no. they got the news while they were making it. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I would have been much more worried, honestly, if they had finished everything. And then they said, oh, by the way, remember how you thought you finished it? You now have to make another one. It was like, well, shoot, we told the whole story. I'd rather they get this news in the process and then be able to intentionally expand upon things in the middle it allows for them to lay story seeds out way in advance yes. too. oh yeah so it's like instead of saying okay in this episode we have to have the foreshadowing and then in the following episode we immediately have to have the payoff no now you can just hint at it through dialogue throughout a couple of episodes and then have that major plot beat hit you know mm-hmm. later on down the line yeah. And we've already seen that a bunch in season one. There's still a lot of questions from season one that we don't have the answers to. Mm-hmm. And just from the description that we read earlier, it seems like all of that is going to be paid off. And there's there's a promise there that it will be paid off. And I like that because it shows that, you know, they had one set story to tell. They knew all their plot points. And now they have a chance to, like we said, they can expand it. They can drag some of those story points out. They can give them more substance. Sure, there was a couple episodes here and there in season one that was like, yeah, but why? But overall, I think every episode of season one, it kept marching towards that overall story, which is what you would want in a TV show. You want those serialized elements to to keep the story going, even in a quote-unquote filler episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even those quote-unquote filler episodes can serve to provide us with characterization that we might not necessarily have right. gotten before. Prime example I can think of is that episode in the first season where Ion learns about, like, being a hero and not doing it for selfish reasons. Like, that was kind of a filler episode by filler standpoints. But, like... It allowed us to get more character growth and development for Ion that we might not have gotten if if, if we didn't have that episode. Well, yeah, because you need both. If you're telling a story, you need both a plot and mm-hmm. characters that make sense. Yeah. Like, a plot without characters that make sense sucks. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, then you just don't care about anybody and you don't understand why anyone's doing anything. So if you can stop down and spend one episode exploring a character so that their decisions make more sense later, that's not not moving forward. That That is a different way of moving things forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what I like about that is that who knows how much might have been cut from Izzy's storyline and, yeah. and her romance. The little scenes with uh, her and, shoot, Ferg? Fern. 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 Why did I say Ferg? Like, Fergie. Fergie. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fizzy. yeah fizzy right right but no like her and fern like we may not have gone those smaller moments like her kissing her on the cheek and like helping with the homework and like we we may have missed some of those moments because they would have had to condense for more story yeah because there's still so much that we don't know with void knight and centora and all of that and i can't imagine them even more packing that into the first season if it was just 22 episodes. That may have been a disservice to Dino Fury if it was just one season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been like one jam-packed, condensed, like awesome kapow, but it also could have fallen victim to what so many shows do, which is like just not having enough time to tell the story. Who knows? Yeah. We'll never yeah. know, but I'm excited we're getting twice as much of a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, anything else in, in regards to Dino Fury that you guys want to talk about? 
Doug, did you watch the first season? Did you enjoy it? I did, and I liked it. I do, I'm I'm going to admit, I don't know where I left off or if I totally finished it because I wasn't talking to anyone about it. And I oh, was sure. watching <laughs> it in like bits and pieces and chunks and whatnot. So regardless, before this drops, I'm going to binge the whole thing all over again. Oh, yeah. But I think that alone tells you that I enjoy it. I, otherwise, I wouldn't binge it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I like it. I think it's great. I, I've been generally positive about all Power Rangers for the past however many years. You know, even the stuff that <laughs> tends not to have a great reputation, I usually find stuff that I like. So it's of been course. a long time since I've been, like, frustrated with the actual stories and stuff that they're telling. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the story continue. I left off on a really neat cliffhanger that uh, I'm itching to see resolution to. And the uh, season two teaser that we got that was just full of images that had me asking WTF repeatedly to myself. <laughs> I, oh, specifically, they mm-hmm. used one of the villains from Tokyuger. Yeah, they, yes. they used the, the Madame Noir was her name in Tokyuger. And oh my gosh. When I saw that, I said, well, I mean, they already used the one dude, Nero. Yeah. Nero, that was his name. I couldn't remember his name. I was like, I know it's an N because they all had a weird... So I was like, yeah, why not use that suit too? We're not getting the Tokyuger Rangers ever, sadly, so... That's the thing. If we're not going to get the Tokyuger adaptation, at least give us the villains. Those are some of my. Fi- I don't even usually care about monster they designs. Look amazing. I love Tokyuger's villains. Like Tokyuger had a like, great story for the Rangers, but mm. the villains, the villains had an amazing story in Tokyuger. Oh my gosh! Like, give them all to us. It's worth watching Tokyuger just for the villain story. It's so cool because uh, she said she said she's Void Queen, and yeah. it's like whoa. Void and I, Doug. I know you and I are into the comics. I keep thinking about I can't get the void out of my mind from Beyond mm. the Grid. Oh, that would be interesting. That didn't even cross my mind, but that would be really interesting if those points touched even a little bit. That would be amazing. I just keep thinking about that. Like, why use that terminology if mm-hmm. it's something already established in in the Ranger universe? You know. Oh my gosh. And, I mean, it is a season with Morphin Masters, yeah. which oh, dear. the look comes straight yeah. from the comic. So, Oh, man. See, I'm like such a naive, like, blissful watcher of TV and movies. <laughs> like, you could put a mis- you could put like a Scooby-Doo mystery in front of me, and I'm not trying to figure it out. So when they reveal it, I'm like, no way! <laughs> so I didn't even think of that. That's incredible. Who knows? Maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment, but I don't think so. I think the writing for this show has been pretty good, and I'm really confident in Simon as an executive producer, and I like what's been done so far. So if they can keep building that mystery, and you know, I'm I'm just as excited for the mystery of, of RAFCON. Like, I want to know what's going on yeah. with that planet, and... You know, we, we don't get to see uh, or we don't get to explore alien planets all that much recently, you know, in the in the past few years for Power Rangers. So I, I like it. Yeah, more new planets. Agreed. So uh, speaking of comics, uh, we do have uh, some comics news. We got the Power Rangers solicitations for May 2022, uh, which includes Mighty Morphin 19, which goes on sale uh, May 11th. Power Rangers 19 on sale May 18th, and Power Rangers Universe 6 of 6 on sale May 25th. So you can review all of the covers that are on there. And just a reminder, next month, Matt Groom from uh, Ranger Danger, and also he's a comic book writer, he'll be taking over for Ryan Parrott on the Mighty Morphin side 
uh, starting with next month's Mighty Morphin 17. And it looks like it's going to be a real focus on Rocky. So Rocky's going to get more focus in this story. Oh, I need to catch up so bad because it's all so (laughs) good. And every time I see something that I don't know about yet, I'm like, no, I want to be in the loop. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think the comics are really firing on all cylinders. And then uh, the last we did get an advanced solicit uh, for July. So uh, Power Rangers Volume 4 softcover will go on sale in July. And that will cover the end of the Eltarian War. Speaking of the end of an Eltarian War, this month Mighty Morphin 16 came out as well as Power Rangers 16. Uh, that is the last part of the Eltarian War. And it's uh, Ryan Parrott's last issue on Mighty Morphin. And we just dropped today, as we're recording this, I, we just dropped the interview with Ryan Parrott. I got to talk with him for almost three hours. Dang. And we talked all about the Altarian War, uh, major spoilers for that. Uh, he was super gracious with his time, and we just kind of geeked out. I even mentioned, because at the first part of that episode, he mentioned Boba Fett, and we started talking about Boba Fett a little bit. <laughs> uh, he's like, wait, are we really doing this? I'm like, hey, if you want to talk a little bit about Boba Fett, we can do that. <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, oh, yeah, man, if you want to talk Star Wars, Star Trek, whenever, because he's... He's huge into Star Trek. He worked under J.J. Abrams on the Mm. Star Trek 2009 movie. And he wrote the IDW Starfleet Academy series before he even worked on Power Rangers. I didn't know that. He's a huge Trekkie. I was messaging Aaron. I'm like, we could put this on Starfleet Escape Podcast. Like, I'll I'll take the lead (laughs) on it. Um, cause I mean, if I get to nerd out with Ryan about star Trek, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I did mention, and Doug, it's, it's kind of funny that you're here. I did mention that we did, we actually did a star Wars podcast episode. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was last year. And, and he was like, Oh my God, really? And I'm like, yeah. So, uh, I'll probably shoot him the link for that. Uh, just so (laughs) he can maybe hear. (laughs) That's so funny. Finally, on the comics news, we got a preview first look for Power Rangers Universe number three. By the time you hear this episode, it'll already be out, but that's out uh, February 23rd. Man, that's wild. It's so cool. Like, this is going to sound so stupid, but I think you both will get it. It's so cool that we're still getting Power Rangers comics. It's been almost six years. Yeah, I think it was maybe the C2E2 that you and like the first C2E2 that you and I, Eric, met up at. Yeah, I think was around when the comics dropped, maybe because I distinctly remember sitting in like a convention hallway reading, I think, like issue zero and one or issue zero or something and being like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. This is amazing. And I never would have expected that six years later, we'd still be getting stories but like not just stories but like new inventive cool expansions on and like it just it's it's so cool and i i, I don't it's, know it's wild just... <laughs> even in this uh latest run with uh power rangers i mean early on in in power rangers last year they went to onyx we saw an early astronomer we saw ecliptor we we're seeing all these like elements that are being pulled into the comics universe and pulled from the TV show and what they're doing to expand the lore on like the Morphin masters and the emissaries. And, you know, now they're the negative versions of that, the, the Imperials, which was all about unlimited power and Eltarian war. And 
exploring Zordon's past and exploring Eltar. It's things that they could never do on the TV show that are just so amazing. And I get it. People have their preferences. Some people think all of this is fan fiction or whatever. And Ryan even addressed that in our interview. He's like, I hate that term. He blandly just called it out. He's like, it's it's not fan fiction. It's, you know, I'm telling a story. And he was mentioning fan service, not fan fiction. Like, spoiler alert, the White Tiger Zord and the Dragon Zord combine. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting a lot of flack, I guess, of people calling it fan service. And he's like, of Are we course. mad about that? Are we mad about something that's cool? Like, yeah, it's, it's weird that fans like want to see things happen, but also are mad when people do things that fans want to see. It's so strange. I understand being like wary of it. Right. But like, this is a conversation Derek and I have had on our podcast with Spider-Man mm-hmm. because there's always new Spider-Man stuff too. Right. And like right. with the latest movie, which I won't go into, but anybody who's seen it gets it. There was certainly discussion about like fan service or not. We were like, but who cares if it's fan service? Right. It's cool. What they did was cool. Like sometimes fan service is okay. Cause we just get to enjoy things. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, people just throw the word fan service around like it's a, dirty word but no if i'm a fan of something i want to be serviced by that thing give me what i came here for <laughs> don't switch it up and be like oh well we're gonna we're gonna take this in a creative and artistic way no i want to see big robots fighting monsters and blowing shit up give me it yeah i understand where people's criticism might be coming from sure. like if but i think there are things to criticize and it's not necessarily the fact that they gave you something that you might have wanted to see your critique might be that like it felt soulless or there was not substantial plot or there was no build up or whatever but like fan service isn't bad come on you gave us something cool like we like power rangers and you gave us cool power ranger stuff like give me fan service by all means <laughs> my favorite thing that ryan said he's like cuz he's like look i teased this i built up the story around it so we could get this big reveal and he's like that's not fan service that's storytelling <laughs> right? that's just how stories work <laughs> it's like that's that was my favorite quote of his that's amazing that sounds like an incredible interview i suggest that you know everyone who's caught up on the comics definitely check that out so <laughs> there's a, there's a couple more big things that i think are going to be kind of like the main uh conversation for this episode We all know that there is going to be a new Power Rangers universe. They've been teasing this for over a year with Jonathan Entwistle developing this new Power Rangers universe. And we still don't know if it's just going to be a Netflix movie, if it's going to be a cinematic movie, if there's going to be animation or a new series. It's stuff that they're still kind of holding close to the chest just because I think it takes a long time. If you're building a new universe, it takes time to write it, to conceptualize it, to pre-produce it. And I get that fans are eager and excited for, you know, something new. And, and I get it because you see a lot of that impatience. Well, not, not just impatience, but people want information. And... I'm not sure where this is coming from, but we'll talk about it. So, Amy Jo Johnson, obviously she played Kimberly in Power Rangers, the original Pink Ranger, tweeted out uh, a few days ago, Um, can I just say I think it's really dumb if the new Power Ranger universe doesn't use or acknowledge the OGs? Just saying. Hashtag Power Rangers, can I get an amen? 
Hashtag Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Then, the next day, after drumming up, obviously, a huge fan reaction. I think it got like yeah. over 5,000 likes. There were so many quote retweets. <laughs> I mean, good for her. She she started a conversation. <laughs> she poked the bee's nest. And she followed that up the next day with five crying laughing emojis. And then <laughs> minutes after that, there is always more to a story, kissy face, and then a butterfly for some reason. <laughs> okay. There was there a, there was a lot. so much. There was a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I, I just want to say my two cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Use or acknowledge the OGs. Does she mean the actors or the characters? Because... There is a double-edged implication there, because if she means, oh, geez, the actors, that comes across as, we're not involved in this, we should be involved, aka, give me a job. (laughs) (laughs) Or, is it, oh, gee, the characters, meaning, this new Power Rangers universe is not a reboot with Jason, Zach, Billy, Kimberly, Tommy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's there's two op- Im- implications with using the term OGs. Personally, I, I hate the term OG. It really means original gangster. I was going to say, most people who use it don't... Uh, most people think it just means original. Like, it's just the O and the G from original, and that's not it. it that's not means it. It means original It's gangster. like Stan. These words yeah. have meanings and origins, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> from me as a fan who has been in this... Not only as someone who is very passionate about the brand, but someone who has a podcast and, you know, has to talk about this stuff pretty regularly. And just from what I've seen over the years, for me, this comes across as they're not going to use us. They should be using us. I'm going to rally the fans to do the work for me and create this fan demand because I'm not getting what I want. That's what it comes across to me. And trust me, I've dealt with things like The Order and all of these fan-driven and fan-funded projects that get nowhere when it involves the original actors who want to drum up interest or create a fan film or or do whatever. And to me, it comes across kind of like that. And She did this last year, too, at Emerald City Comic Con, where she mentioned, oh, I'm writing this comic with my boyfriend, and we're doing it with the original Power Rangers. And as far as I know, this is nothing that Boom has planned or is working on. (laughs) So, again, it's like, oh, I'm going to mention this thing to kind of support my pitch and get some fan support for another project of mine. And I'm kind of tired of it. One of the other points that I'll bring up that will give some perspective to this is David Yost is working on a project called Quantum Continuum, which is, I guess, his pitch or his script or his project to reunite the original cast of Mighty Morphin into either like a new miniseries or a new film or something. And a lot of people like 
taking a step back and looking at it objectively, she could be hinting about that this is something quantum continuum related, and that obviously her and David Yost are best friends, and that's something that she's trying to support or drum up interest for his project. And I get that, but there's some insider information because it's for her to say, it's really dumb if the new Power Ranger universe doesn't use or acknowledge the OGs. So did she find something out for the 30th anniversary or I don't know. So I'm just kind of throwing the quantum (laughs) continuum angle in there because that might be something that she's trying to, drum up support for that because as far as i know that's not on the table and i've been seeing just a lot of fans like a very few select passionate fans just keep pushing quantum continuum to the point where i've like muted it on twitter i've had people blocked because it's just like why are you yelling at me about this if it's something that's not happening i'm not interested if David Yost gets this picked up and Netflix is like, oh yeah, we're oh, this is amazing. We're going to do it. And if it becomes an official thing, awesome. I'll watch it. I'll talk about it. I'll be there for it. I'll support it. But right now, I'm not really interested in supporting these projects that just seem to go nowhere. And that's that's my two cents. That's my <laughs> hot take. That I'll get off my soapbox. To, to speak kind of to your point about, you know, is she asking about this as the character or as the actor, I want to have my little armor-piercing question and then take a sip of my delicious tea. Um, <laughs> why would somebody who spent years and years and years denying her role in the fandom suddenly be so interested in it? I mean, I'll resp- I mean, I I get where the question is coming from. For me, like. I don't really care. I don't care if she's in or out or not or whatever. It's so it's such an old property yeah. at this point that I, I could see people who were involved having a journey in their relationship with it. You know, mm-hmm. even like JDF kind of had his particular very public journey with it, right? Uh, getting outside of the realm of Power Rangers, Jeff Probst, who's like synonymous with Survivor, had mm-hmm. a pretty public journey of his relationship with the show where he wanted to get away from it, had sort of a realization and has decided like, no, actually, I love this, but like no one's holding it against him necessarily right. that he once doubted it, right? So, like, I can see where that relationship might come and go. I also see where someone might question it if it never seems to come up. I, I don't know. Just from my perspective, and Zach, I totally like agree with you because for the longest time, she was not involved with the Power Rangers fandom. And I totally understand that. There were probably stalkers and. Like really oh, bad yeah. interactions with fans. No doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. And yes, she distanced herself for safety reasons when she started doing conventions. I remember this very clearly at a Lexington uh, convention. It was a ticketed event separate from the convention. And it she had it all in this one panel room and everything was contained there the photography the signing the autographing and it was a very like personal intimate thing and she got to talk about her own projects all of that totally understand that the thing is over the last few years she's gone to more and more and more conventions she's been to C2E2 and i went to her panel that was just mighty morphin just her and I'm just talking from my own experience. That was the first time I've ever seen Amy Jo Johnson in person. And just from how she interacted in the panel, 
and kind of flippantly responding to fan questions on a Power Rangers panel, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. And I get it. She doesn't like, she's not just Power Rangers. She's, she's a director. She's a writer. She's a producer. She's done many things outside of, of Power Rangers. And I applaud her for that. But if you're at a convention and you're on specifically a Power Rangers panel and people are asking you about Power Rangers, I don't want to say like, oh, to the fans, because, you know, that comes across as fandom entitlement. I think the way I view that is similar to the way I view a lot of like their creative projects or their crowdsource things or whatever is like. We never necessarily know and can never mm-hmm. fully know exactly what their feelings are on things, but right. we can walk away with our feelings on things, right? So, like, yes. maybe maybe she really does have fond memories. Maybe she really went through a whole journey and really wanted to separate herself from the brand, which, look, no one is wants valid. to hear this, but every Power Rangers actor is going to go through that at some point. Because so many of these Power Rangers actors, this is their first, like, gig that is, like, big and and popular and has a fan base and like no one wants to be shoehorn or no one wants to be known for one role right exactly. and with this is if this is the type of thing that is often a first big role for people unfortunately it means a lot of people are going to go through that journey with power rangers so yep. i don't know i don't know where she's at in her journey but here's the thing if you walk away with sour feelings then like guess what you're not going to her panel next time and she's the only one who has to deal with that you know exactly. same with like the crowdfunded projects like we're at a point now where like people have walked away with feelings. And so like, I don't care if you want to put out your crowdsource project, whatever, like I'm not going to stop you or even talk about you or even think about you. Like we're just, I'm just not there for it. Like do you, I want to do creative things too. I'm not going to power to you. And like you were saying, Eric, if any of them go anywhere and, and are successful, great, whatever that white dragon thing is, when if that comes out and that's on something I can watch it, sure, maybe I'll watch it. But I'm not going to go out of my way. I don't really care. I don't think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I think I think that's a big piece of it. Is just like I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking. I don't know what she's doing here. I got sucked in. I tweeted about it. I never tweet about Power Rangers anymore, and I tweeted about <laughs> it. <laughs> and that's um, why you're here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I think to answer your very first question, is she talking about the actors or the characters? This is something I tweeted. So this is this is something that's that I've written down. Y'all can go find it. I think she's talking about the actors. I think that those right. those actors and and many, many Power Rangers actors, but I think we see it more strongly with these ones because they were the phenomena. They were right? the first. They were the ones, right? And and I I don't discredit their involvement as in real life people contributing to that phenomenon. But I do think a lot of them consider themselves to be synonymous with the characters. And so I think when she says, Oh geez, she's talking about the actors. And, and the thing that really struck me wasn't even the things that Amy Joe Johnson tweeted, but it was the conversation that like drummed up as a result because either people were responding like, yes, absolutely. You're so right. And a lot of that was like, if they don't have, and people would outright say, if you don't have the original actors, you don't have the thing or people would respond. No, no way. But what's interesting. And what I noticed was it wasn't people saying, no, we don't want the original actors. A lot of it was like, no, we don't want MMPR, which isn't really what she was making a point of like i mean she kind of was inherent as a consequence but it was interesting to see the conversation that's actually what i was sort of talking with you about eric is like i i 
I felt like I, f- I was seeing things differently than a lot of what the conversation was. And it was almost confusing to me because I was like, I don't know if, if I'm reading what she's saying differently or responding differently or what, but a whole conversation spun off from this about whether the actor shouldn't be involved. And then as a result, whether the characters should be involved. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating to me. It is fascinating because I think a lot of people took this as, you know, the Power Rangers universe doesn't acknowledge or use the OGs and people were taking it as a character point of view. Like, what do you mean doesn't doesn't recognize the original Mighty Morphin? Like, we've had Mighty Morphin shoved down our throats for the past 10 years in products and like people were taking it that way too. What do you mean? We're not acknowledging MMPR. We see MMPR merchandise everywhere. People were taking it like that. That's what really got me. Right. Cause that's, and, and, and I understand where they're coming from because again, these actors and fans treat them like they are synonymous with their roles. You know, one thing I feel like is a really important mm-hmm. thing to remember that only seems to come up when fans are behaving badly. And I don't think fans were behaving badly in this. That is not what I'm saying. I think everybody was having a genuine conversation about this. Yeah. But the thing that I'm about to say that everybody's heard before only seems to come up when, when fans are behaving badly, which is that actors aren't their characters. And yes. people only talk about this when fans are are typically acting inappropriately towards actors. But I, I also think it applies to when you're supporting actors, right? Like you can support actors and also separate them from their roles. And that's kind of what I was seeing where it was like, it was interesting because that separation for the first time, I think in like a really big way that I noticed wasn't happening for fans who were being like positive and supportive and optimistic. And like, yes, I agree with you, Amy Jo Johnson. But then what it resulted in was making a bunch of people be like, well, no, but no more Kimberly. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what anybody's talking about. (laughs) Necessarily, necessarily. And then conversations about the future of Power Rangers came up, and I have all sorts of feelings about that. <laughs> and, you know, it's a lot. That's why I think it was Chris tweeted. There were a couple really good, good, like concise things where Chris was sure. the one who said, "Like, there's a lot to unpack here." Yeah, there really yeah, is. There is. And then, like, I think it was Jordan said, "This is a really reductionist way to look at a 30 year old property." And yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> it is. You know. So there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack, but I think she's talking about the actors. It doesn't matter. I yeah. don't know what she what she's saying, but I do think that is what she's talking about. And, and we can talk about those feelings if if you want to get, get into that. But I think a lot of the reactions that we're seeing is because we are approaching the 30th anniversary. And I think a lot of fans are worried that either the 30th anniversary is going to fail because they haven't heard anything yet what's after dino fury what's going on with jonathan at whistle netflix stuff what is the future of power rangers and i think fans are worried because we're all passionate about power rangers that's why i've been doing a podcast for all for over 200 episodes it's like we're passionate about power rangers and we want to see it grow and thrive and continue to exist and i think there's a lot of worry that the thing that we like might go away because things have changed so much. Power Rangers is no longer on television. Uh, It's on Nickelodeon anymore. It is now Netflix. And we don't know what's going to happen after Dino Fury. There's still a lot up in the air. So I think when you see someone like Amy Jo Johnson, when you see an original actor throw their two cents in and be like, 
I think it's dumb that nothing's going to happen in the Power Rangers universe. That that sets a fire of people's worry. Like, oh my God, are they going to do use Sentai? Are they going to do it? Like, it spirals back that all those discussions that you know we've been worried about and that we've been talking about for the past year. And I I get that. I get caring about the the franchise or the property but like and this is something that's not just for power rangers right that this right. this is with anything that i that that is ongoing but like we will get news like the news yeah. will come it's like it's anytime i see like this is a big thing in drag race right like drop the cast drop the cast drop the ca- mm-hmm. they're gonna drop the cast they're not gonna start a season without dropping the cast like you might not get it on monday but you will get it <laughs> I understand the concern of like, we don't know what it is yet, but like we collectively a hundred thousand people are not the people making those decisions. And clearly the people making those decisions aren't ready to tell us about them yet. You know, if we get to the point where we get the news and it's, it's a wet fart, then like, sure, by all means, talk about how wet of a fart it is. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like I I just have a hard time because I'm like, I don't know, 30 years is coming and, 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 They'll tell yep. us about it when they tell us about it or they won't. In which case that's very weird. Like the conversations about the future and the concern about whether that's going to happen and whether it has to involve MMPR or not, because that was the dominant conversation sure. I saw, right? The dominant conversation I saw. And one of the things that I was thinking about the most was, does it need to involve MMPR or not? Are we oversaturated with MMPR or not? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, you can go, you could probably go like six years back, seven, I don't know how long ago my first appearance on this podcast was. <laughs> I have very different feelings now about a lot of these things than I did sure. then. So I'm going to say things differently than maybe you remember me saying them. And that's called personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to be very critical of how much MMPR there was for the same reason a lot of people are, right? Mm. Like a lot of that was in the super mega force era, right? Which was like meant right. to be a celebration of things. So if there wasn't a lot more, why are we not getting it? But now, since then, we've gotten the comic books, right? We've gotten yes. Hyperforce, the role-playing game, the Twitch show. You know, we've got all these other things, or the, even just the, the the tabletop game, right? right. Um, we've gotten all these things that I think have kind of made me feel differently about it, which is I, I don't agree with people who say that celebrating MMPR or oversaturating MMPR is ultimately hurting the brand. I think it's probably necessary for as long as Power Rangers exists. Yes. I think what matters is what else you're bringing into it. And you referenced this, Eric, with the comics, right? Exactly. They're bringing in so many other things, but at its core, it's still rooted in MMPR. And that's not a bad thing. And those characters aren't the actors. So like neither, neither the actors being there or MMPR not being there is essential to the future of the franchise. Like, I think it's a bit more nuanced than that. And I think all we have to do is look to the properties that people want Power Rangers to live up to, like a bunch of other Hasbro properties, like big superhero properties. None of them have abandoned their roots. None of them. None of them. <laughs> and none of them will. They just do new things alongside it. That's why like, I keep bringing up what Star Trek has been doing recently, because that is my other big fandom. Star Trek in the new iteration of Paramount Plus and CBS All Access and that whole evolution, they kicked off this new universe or extension of of the original universe with Discovery, which was a prequel show, which then, (laughs) by its third season, catapulted to a future show Mm -hmm. in the timeline. And Star Trek Picard, 
relying heavily on the roots of Star Trek The Next Generation and original actors and all that stuff. But they're also branching out. They're branching out into short treks, into um, like another prequel series with Strange New Worlds, with future-telling stuff, with animation. Star Trek Prodigy is freaking great. And it's, <laughs> quote-unquote, a kid show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. But they brought back... Oh, Captain, my Captain, Captain Janeway. <laughs> and I'm losing my <laughs> because it's rooted in what has happened before. And I think no matter what happens with the Power Rangers new universe or whatever, they're not going to abandon completely 30 years of history. And I would argue that's not a bad thing. It's in fact a very good right. thing. I think it's necessary to catapult things forward because what people yes. don't want to admit to themselves is that those of us who are willing to sit here on a podcast and talk about it aren't the majority of people consuming it, right? Nope. Sorry, but casual fans are keeping your favorite things alive. And if you cannot yeah. attract them, your your thing dies. I hate to point to the 2017 movie, but like that's a yeah. big example. We saw it five times. That's not what they needed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if this new if this new universe is going to be rooted in a reboot of MMPR, or if it's going to be straight up just an MMPR thing or whatnot, um, I get some of the frustration. But also, I mean, where else are they going to start without that? How are they going to bring in anybody to watch this brand new show on Netflix right. if if they don't see something they recognize? Even if that is just, and again, I'm not opposed to the OGs being involved. If they're there and it makes sense, cool. Yeah. If, if the thing is, hey, you got Amy Jo Johnson to play a teacher at the school and that's your connection. Great. Saved by the Bell did the same thing and people like that, you know? Or if she's, she's still Kimberly and she's the mom to the new Pink Ranger, <laughs> then that's another cool yeah. thing that they could do. Yeah. And I would be equally fine with them having none of them involved and it being a right. great success. And then maybe finally we can separate the idea that they own those characters because they don't, <laughs> they don't. And you know, you brought up, you brought up the comics because look, as much as I have this love hate relationship with MMPR and by hate, I mean like that kind of that over saturation feeling I collect every single freaking issue and variants and I love the story and I'm talking with the comic book writers because it's a good story mm -hmm. and I feel like it's adding depth to the characters. Like, cause I can picture all of this stuff like happening in, in the TV show or it's giving context to, to stories and, and supplemental material, even with it being focused on my morphin. We got the Omega Rangers out of this. We, mm -hmm. we got an amazing new team that still has. And it was a perfectly great explanation for the whole peace conference thing. That's expanding the lore beyond the TV show. And when you have this, like any other property, all properties are going to this multiverse concept, DC, Marvel, Power Rangers, Hyperforce, comics, TV, movies. We've already had the original MMPR movie is already an alternate universe because it's not the TV show universe. Mm -hmm. It's the same characters, but in a new universe. Power Rangers is already experienced with the multiverse. If this new Ent Whistle universe is another part of that multiverse, amazing, great. They could do a Star Trek you know, 2009 thing where they say, where they even acknowledge in the thing that they're talking about, like, 
oh my God, we're, we're an alternate universe or we're, we're part of this multiverse. And I would even argue it doesn't have to, to be good. It doesn't like Spider-Man, right? There are a million Spider-Man stories. Yeah. They're not all connected. I mean, you can sit there and say there's a multiverse. So they are, but they have not drawn a line between every single Spider-Man story that's ever existed because they just don't need to, right? Like you can just tell a good story and that's okay. (laughs) That is okay. I think what I think collectively the actors, the fans, everybody like needs, I, I think the reason a lot of, why we're having a hard time seeing where it will go or how it will grow is because like there's a part of us that isn't ready to let it you know like i think we can say all day long like we want it to be a huge franchise we want it to get bigger and better and all this sort of stuff but like everybody involved also has to be willing to let it do that and i think part of that is seeing things that aren't for you or that aren't what you would have expected and and need to be willing to maybe allow be for you (laughs) like exist is is the new like developmental CG cartoon for kids Spider-Man show for me? No. <laughs> is it good? Probably not that good. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's necessary cuz they're building new fans at a very young age. Like that's the type of stuff these franchises are doing. And Power Rangers hasn't really had that like I feel like we've been talking about this for years, right? This yeah. like Power Rangers is trying to have like multiple demographics that it's appealing to and I don't think it's fully landed there. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do. So I'm yeah. I'm ready for it. I, I don't I don't know. And I think some of that, if not all of it, is going to involve Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you guys. <laughs> it's something that I think fans have to come to terms with in, in terms of it's not just the kid show and the comics and, and all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, you know, obviously the comics are targeting a certain demographic, the children's show. You know, as much as we still enjoy it and we talk about it or don't enjoy it and talk about it, we have to realize that the primary audience for the kids show is for kids and it's meant to sell toys. It's a big commercial. That's what hooked us all into it in the first place. Yep. We're 30 year Power Ranger fans because it did exactly what it's still trying to do today and is capture kids as the audience. and. Now, it's just that the fact that the brand has evolved in that these original fans, these OG fans, you know, from from 30 years ago are now adults and having kids that are into Power Rangers. And, you know, not every franchise is going to grow up with you. And I think, you know, with the 2017 movie, which I cannot believe that is five years old already. Like, where is time going? But you know what I mean? I do. I think Power Rangers wants to both grow up and keep its audience, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I'm trying to say is, like, not every, it's. I, I fully agree with you. Not every franchise is going to grow up with you. That is a huge right. conversation in Pokemon, yep. right? Like, that has been yeah. going on for a long time. But I think that Power Rangers clearly wants to. I don't think they're introducing a whole new, like, multimedia universe without them clearly wanting to grow. But that's what I mean when I say, like, we need to let it like we need to let it grow and see where it's going. And let's just let it get off the ground first. Let's just like hang out until they've got some news for us. I don't know, because we don't know. They could give us the news. It could be the coolest freaking thing we've ever heard in our lives. It could also be totally underwhelming. Like that's how little we know. And trust me, as soon as Hasbro has a press release you will see it on Ranger Command. We will be the one of the first people to talk about it. 
You will see it in our tweets. When it's announced, that is going to be a huge day. And I hope it's on a weekend or something because I cannot <laughs> deal with that stuff during the week. But I just think we need to wait and see. Uh, I, I know we're all waiting for a big announcement. We're all waiting for, is this going to be a movie? Is this going to be a big thing? What's it going to be? But like, you can do other things while you wait, you guys. Yeah. You can like play a video game while you wait. You can like read an article about a different thing while you wait. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's still coming. <laughs> it's still coming. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it'll be here sooner rather than later, I think. And next year's a big 30th anniversary. I think it's up to Hasbro to however they want to promote this. But I think the fans are going to do what the fans do best is that we're going to create our own good time and we're going to create our own celebration of what Power Rangers means to us. And at least for us, I feel like we do that every time we record a show. Yeah. I mean, like make your space and play in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or just do your thing. I don't know. It's if, uh, <laughs> I, just <don't> know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. This whole conversation with Amy Joe Johnson has just, it's reignited this conversation. And I feel like every other month we're getting like, Oh, what's the future of power Rangers? And, and what's this? Because we don't know. And I think fans love to speculate and speculation's totally cool. Like that's totally fine. Like we don't know. That's the whole, po- we don't know period. Like we don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not know things. It's great to not know things. My head is empty most of the time. <laughs> like, and it's beautiful. <laughs> I think when it happens, It'll happen, and then we can have more conversations about it. But, yeah, when something blows up like this, and I can be guilty of it, too. You know, I have my own passions, and I have my own thoughts and and opinions. And sometimes I'm away from Twitter, and then I I come back three hours later, and the Internet's blowing up because Amy Jo Johnson, like, breathed a word of Power Rangers, and everyone's losing their minds. In the moment, you know, we can we can say and we can do things and, you know, we can talk about it. But, you know, I just don't want to to obsess over it. And, and we have no idea. Like she said, there's always more to the story. I don't know what this whole story is just with her. And that's okay. We can choose to ignore it or we can talk about it and then we're talking about it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it got me. So like, yeah, me being hypocritical over here saying like, just ignore her, but like, just ignore her. We don't know what she's being cryptic. She's vague tweeting. <laughs> like yeah. she's, she's doing what we're all guilty of doing. And like, you should ignore me when I do it too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think I, the only thing I think the big things I pulled away from it is like, we still haven't gotten to the point where we're separating the actors from their characters, which I think is a big thing moving forward. Yes. I think if we're going to move forward, we have to give them the room to do it, whether that involves original actors or not, whether that involves MMPR or not. Um, And I think like we all have to try really hard to like stop actively worrying about what they're doing because we know they're doing something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We might not have news as far as details go, but we know they're doing something. This isn't like, this yeah. isn't the situation where we didn't know if the franchise would exist at all, period. Will Power Rangers be gone from all media? Like, we know that's not the case. <laughs> It'll be fine, everybody. It'll be fine. <laughs> we all need, like, a collective group hug and just, like, a, a calming tea or something. Well, I will say, like, I didn't even think people were being nasty. Like, this didn't blow up. Like, the garbage, like, the internet wasn't on fire, I don't think. It was just, like, a lot of confused 
discussion, I think. I think people were just confused as to what was going on. And I think, generally speaking, we got ourselves into a tizzy, you know? Speaking Mm -hmm. kind of from personal experience, I've just been real blasé on the whole thing because as a Ghostbusters fan for my entire life, the rumors of Ghostbusters 3, will it happen, won't it happen, will it happen, won't it happen... Oh my gosh, that actor said this. Oh, uh, oh man, Ivan Reitman said this once in an interview. Oh, Dan Aykroyd said this once. Like, I have been through this circus so many times. And aren't you tired? <laughs> I am so tired of it. That's why I'm right? just like, listen, Power Rangers fans, this is your circus. Have fun. I'm going to go sit in the cheap seats <laughs> and munch popcorn because I'm done. But we can all eat popcorn, man. I'm sure someone can't. But we can all eat our snack of choice. <laughs> So yeah. we can all do that. That's that's why I've been just kind of like I'm not really gonna comment on much on Twitter. I'm just gonna watch the. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch with my big bowl of popcorn. Like yep, okay, time to watch the fandom eat itself. Um, num, 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 mm, good popcorn. <laughs> we'll we'll find out when we find out exactly, and that's I, that's the mentality I have had my whole life regarding a quote unquote Ghostbusters three is like I'll believe it when I'm in the theater watching the thing. Until then, yeah. nothing is proven. Nothing is real. Everything is fake. Everything is made up. Like, until I see physical proof that this is actually a thing, then I don't care. Any more discussion on this? Or <laughs> is that is that pretty no, much No, you it? need to stop me. I don't think I've said anything that makes sense, so. <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about this. I don't know if we care. Lightning Collection, Wild Four Silver, Out in the Wild. Doesn't have the, the sixth stripe. Doesn't have the silver boots. Doesn't have the holster. <sighs> Even though, like in different fan interviews, and including on our podcast, people officially from Hasbro saying one thing and then come to find out it's not actually the case. They need to like dock the pay of their quality control people because this is this is getting past a lot of faces before it gets to this stage. I think it's just multiple points of failure. I think there's definitely some miscommunication going on and you know one thing i want to highlight too and something i don't think a lot of people talk about is hasbro has some very kind of shady manufacturing practices too um you know call them sweat sweatshops or call them what you will but they're using overseas labor to make a lot of this and I think if there's either a breakdown in communication or the people fulfilling these are just making them to specification of what they're given. And I just think that there's multiple points of, of miscommunication or failure, whether it was on the packaging design or not, and, or in the 3d mock-ups and something got mistranslated. It's just the thing that I don't appreciate is, and I get it. I mean, it's all marketing. It's like, you don't want to say, well, all of these are incorrect, but they're already on the boat from from Vietnam and they're on their way here and we can do nothing to change it. You're going to get a, a bad product like they're never going to say that yeah. they're never going to admit that on a, on a public stream. But I think telling fan outlets and in interviews like, oh, yeah, we're that's going to be fixed. And oh, yeah, we you know, we've taken a look at it and that's going to be fixed or or whatever. And then not doing it. And look, they can re-release figures. I think I'm not going to buy one until, you know, it's a more accurate release. And that's my decision. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's wrong to call out a company and say, look, we want this fixed. It worked for the Dino Thunder white helmet. It worked for a squad pink helmet. We got replacement helmets for those. And that was because fans said, look, 
it's one way when you guys presented it on a stream and you had the prototypes and it was right in the prototypes. Why aren't we getting what we were shown? And I think this is just another step of that. Why aren't we getting what was told would be fixed or you guys said it was caught before it went into production, that kind of thing. And I think, I know it's a toy. I get it. But at the same time, I want what they're advertising in the first place. And so if you show me a correct helmet or a correct design on a mock-up render on the back of the box or on a live stream, you have the prototype and it's correct on the live stream. And then the final product is wrong or, you know, different from that. It just, I, I think it just frustrates a lot of people that are spending now $25 per figure when it was originally 20 because of inflation and costs going up. I don't think there's wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with respectfully telling Hasbro, look, this isn't right. It's just a weird disconnect when you have, because theoretically Power Ranger designs are really simplistic. Like usually a team has similar elements across the board and with some various different parts, but you got a male body, a female body, and then similar elements and you've got your team. I just, I don't see the connection where they can get that wrong because we did a whole article on it. Big Mike did a whole article and I'm, we're doing a follow-up about, you know, consistently inconsistent, even on the same team, these little details are wrong. And I don't know it, it, to me, it's like, look, Power Rangers are identified by their designs, by their helmets, by their, their suits and getting something wrong. Like, I know, I know it's, it's a, a tiny stripe, but you look at the context of the wild four suits, their stripes represent their number and their order on the team. So when the number is wrong, that it makes the suit wrong. I'm getting on a soapbox, but you know, as a collector and as someone who sunk a lot of money into this collection, I just want to see them do it right. If you're going to advertise when they first released it, I was there at the panel at Power Morphicon when they said, these are the most realistic Power Ranger figures ever. Cool. If they're the most realistic and most accurate, then live up to what you are advertising. And that's, that's my big, big thing with this whole wild force silver. Yeah. I, this is just so outside my wheelhouse. I don't, sure, <laughs> I, don't sure. I don't know where to jump in. <laughs> 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 I don't know how any of it works. <laughs> There's just so much stuff with, you know, toy manufacturing and I can understand where this can break down, but to me, it's more to the point of just, you know, showing and telling fans one thing and getting delivered something else. Well, sure. That's always going to be frustrating. That, I mean, like that's, that's an understandable thing to be frustrated by. I don't think anybody should argue that necessarily. Right. Like yeah. it's, 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 fr it's just frustrating. And I think anybody can identify with that. Well, I think that about does it for this episode of Ranger Command. Uh, Doug, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you? What projects are you working on? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you for having me. I again, yeah, I don't absolutely. know if I made a whole lot of sense. I I am so sorry. You're gonna have to edit anything I said because it's probably all nonsense. It's, no, uh, it's you can leave fine. it there. People can know that I'm nonsensical. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at ickybooley. I c k y b o o l e y. If this voice does it for you, you can hear it all over the place um, on Walloping Web Snappers, which is a Spider-Man podcast I do with my uh, buddy Derek, where we dive into every single Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I don't even know how close we are, but there's so much left, you guys. There's so much left. Um, We also do a podcast called Falling with Style, which is an ongoing Pixar movie marathon. I do a podcast with my friends Vicky and Katie where we catch up on all the books and video games we have been consuming lately called Novel Gaming. And... Am I forgetting? Oh, and I I have a podcast about Pokemon called Victory Road on the Four Eyed Radio Network, which has all sorts of rotating guests. I still haven't gotten either of you in there yet, and I would love to at some point. But uh, I think that's pretty much it. I I think that's mostly it. I I streamed a Twitch stream the other day. Oh, oh my uh, God. Because I'm now officially just a content machine. There's nothing I can do (laughs) uh, anymore that isn't content. Um, So that exists, too. I guess. <laughs> is that also Ikibuli on Twitch? Why it is Ikibuli. Yeah, it's Ikibuli on Twitch. Um, I think what I'm going to do. Miss this. Many, many, many years ago. I know, like, I'm joining what is now a club of you know everybody oh having Twitch. But a long time ago, I was like, "Hey, there's this thing called Twitch. I should try that." And then just didn't. And then I just watched while everybody was like, "Twitch is cool," and I was like, "Oh no." I didn't do Twitch. So now I'm, I'm finally <laughs> doing Twitch. Um, and the motivation was, I think, uh, I think I'm going to try to do like wake up streams for the time being. I think that'll be oh, mutually nice. beneficial for me and the goal of streaming on Twitch. I try to focus on uh, like uh, low intensity things uh, and indie games is what I think I'm going to focus on. So if that's your vibe, Saturday mornings is what I'm committing to. I was already following you, but oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about this. I wasn't, but I am yeah. now. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Uh, Zach, where can people find you? Oh, God, I'm all over the internet these days. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Zach Lavoy, where I just type any old random thought that pops into my brain meets. Um, I am also part of a Monday evening live play D&D stream slash podcast um, called Seorion yeah. Adventures, um, where I play a dragonborn barbarian who is slightly less himbo than i would like but <laughs> more than i would hope i don't know it's a ton of fun i love D so much that i am diving into writing a second campaign set in my own homebrew world that started as a game with some friends back in chicago that i'm like hey i want more people to play with so i'm going to create a new campaign set in a different part yes, of the world yes. And uh, yes. I know I have, I have, D&D. yes, I, I know, <laughs> I know I have some people who are interested in joining that. Um, and uh, once I kind of get the the backstory kind of established where I'd like it to be, I'll start sending out feelers to be like, hey, come play D and D with me, please, because I like friends. I also stream. I stream on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash HollywoodZack. Stream basically whatever I feel like these days. Um, Pokemon the other day. Uh, I want to get back into back and just. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> oh, back. oh boy! Oh jeez, oh, Rick! <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to get back into streaming some No Man's Sky stuff one of these nights. Uh, they did a huge update recently where they're like, "Hey, here's a bunch of new stuff." I know Destiny you Two. You can't, has... Zach. You can't stream that game because then I'll start playing it again. 
And I can't do that again, Zach. I can't play that game again. <laughs> I lose days of my life at a time playing that game. Explore space. <laughs> no, I get to name planets, and that is just too much power. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm also on. Oh God, what's this stupid app I use all the time? TikTok at Hollywood yep. Zach on TikTok as well. Just short form content creation that I'm just like any old thing that pops in my head or. I feel like needs to be committed to the internet for some reason, but, all right. but yeah, that's me all over the place. Uh, and then you can find me mostly on Twitter at Trekkie B four seven. I also have a TikTok which I'm starting to make uh, some stupid stuff for because, like, uh, <laughs> like Doug said, <laughs> we are creation uh, machines. What if we just didn't make content, you guys? What if what, what, what if that? What would we do with would ourselves? We die? That I mean that that might happen <laughs> this year for me. I, I no, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm also on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/trekkieb47, where I do lunchtime gaming, uh, the occasional nighttime design stream, and then uh, some some weekend streams when I'm not doing everything related to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where you can find me in a nutshell. Uh, so Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and rangercommandpowerhour, all one word, on Instagram and Facebook. If you can, we'd really appreciate a five-star review. If you think the show is worthy of that, uh, we'd love to have some more reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Podchaser. And like you said, you can find all of the links for our show at linktr.ee slash rangercommandph. So really appreciate all the support from our listeners. Thank you. And we'll see you next month on Ranger Command Power Hour. Later, everyone. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www. .rangercommand.com Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH Like us on Facebook and Instagram at RangerCommandPowerHour Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to Patreon.com slash RangerCommandPH to learn more. Thanks for listening.